Pastor Deborah here, and welcome again to another wonderful episode of the series of Agape Love, Love is Here's Global Spiritual Teaching Ministry of Words of Encouragement. This is going to be number 40. I believe we're in December of 2023. My numbers somehow got messed up early on in this year, but I am recording. It is now September, late September, I think about the 21st, and you'll be seeing this in December. I'll be starting soon for Jan- for the year 2024 in just a little bit, and I got to finish out December. So welcome. We're in two places today. One, we're in my living room. I'm sitting at a door with a shade down. Across the street from us, they're building a new house. It's going to be on the pylons because it's on the water on Perdido Bay. And I am across the street from it. And so that's kind of noisy right now. And husband is at home doing yard work. It's a beautiful day. It's about 79 degrees and sunny. So far this year, in hurricane season, we have been very fortunate not to have any storms come our way in the Gulf. But the season is not over with yet, so we still have maybe another month and a half to go. I think the heat wave is broken. We're now down in manageable numbers, maybe down in the high 80s, low 90s, instead of the 100s. So we're doing better. We're doing okay. In fact, the leaves are starting to fall. It's getting a little bit cooler. Our season is starting to change. The sun is setting earlier. I'm getting a lot more sleep and a lot more dark time because I spend so much time looking at a laptop computer. My eyes get tired of the light. I even turn down the computer's light so it's not so bad. And, of course, you know, getting up there in age, 71, I'll be 72 in March. I hope I don't look that old. I remember when I was young, I looked very younger. And now with the gray hair, I do like the gray hair. I'm not sure how good it is on camera. But I just, I don't do anything to it. Uh, I wanted curly hair and short when I was young. Because I used to have long, straight hair. And when you are short, the long, straight hair makes you come down, makes you look shorter, sort of dreary looking, even though the hair was beautiful. And now with short hair, it's so easy to get my little curls like this. I just put water on my hands and fluff it up. And that's it. Curl Silver hair has a life of its own. It's very healthy. It grows very fast. In fact, I cut it myself. Yeah. So welcome, welcome to you in the Garden of Eden, spiritually, no matter where you are. And to you that's watching on video, welcome. A lot of people, I get a lot of requests from you guys who are excellent IT people, social media people, YouTubers. And you know how to do a lot of things that I don't know how to do. And you seem to always want to be helpful to me and increase my uh, viewers and and improve the um, availability of the shows. And I try to tell everyone, the board of directors who is over this ministry, which is the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they're doing a work that most people don't understand. When I record this, there are billions of people watching me. In the spirit. That's right. There's billions in the garden. And those that watch it. In person. Might have many people looking through them. This is a battle. Sort of. In two realms. I don't YouTube like most people. I don't monetize. I do all of the work myself. My son, James, is my IT director. He helped set me up. He's a great teacher. He's an IT guy 
He's an IT guy for a sheriff's department up in Pittsburgh. He teaches very well. He's always been a teacher. And so he'll show me uh, through Team Viewer how to do certain things. And he'll go slow and he teaches. He comes from a family of teachers. His dad was a master chief photographer who taught instructions and how to do photography to brand new naval photographers. His grandfather was a teacher at a university and at the Allied Instructor School in Montgomery, Alabama. He taught allies, military generals and officers from all over the world how to be better teachers. My father also taught at Troy State University as an adjunct professor. My dad had two master's degrees. I got one master's degree, and I taught at Troy. I did one class for him. I taught a lot in, I actually did daycare. Yeah, for three and four-year-olds. So I have that experience. Then I was a substitute teacher in elementary, middle, and high school. In, I think, Gulf Breeze, Florida. Then I became a teacher of drug and alcohol clients who were inpatient. I used to take them to the colleges, but have groups with them. Thought a lot about vocational and educational opportunities. Then I worked at a junior college, giving them lots of tests, like the GED. The tests also to go into um, the university. Uh, went into jails to give the test. Gave a lot of college tests. Yeah. And now, I'm out here with you. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I actually used to go into jails for the women. And I would take in a board and all kinds of uh, different things to use as illustrations. So teaching is a part of my life. Teaching, teaching, teaching. So here, I'm not the normal YouTuber that wants to get monetized or looking for millions and millions of subscribers because a lot of you are going to watch from the spirit. Yeah, this is a unique channel. It moves in two realms. People watch through other people. People watch when you're working for the great I am, the unseen God, much is done in his realm, the realm of the spirit. So these words of encouragement are in two realms, the natural realm and then the hidden realm of the spirit. So you be encouraged. We got your backs covered no matter what realm you watch this in. And it's okay if you don't subscribe. I'm not into that. I'm into you listening, learning, maybe being a quiet observer, just paying attention, pondering, doing self-reflection. <laughs> and many people who watch this in many different ways won't say anything to anybody. And they can't even let some people know they watched it because of retaliation. But that's okay. You watched. You listened. And your heart began to come alive. So here in this words of encouragement for December 2023. It is number 40. And we're almost finished. The title of this is Who Does the Lord God of the Bible Show and Reveal his covenant, his everlasting covenant, too. That's your question. I try to explain because there are many entities out there trying to be a God, a Lord God. And they all seem to have covenants, which means agreements with humanity. And many of them say they have eternal ones that last and you can only get upon your earthly death. So sometimes we have to distinguish in our teaching 
who we're talking about. As you know, I'm a believer in, a follower of, a student of, the great I am, the one of the Bible, the father of Christ Jesus, the creator, the king of the kingdom of heaven. I like to give all of those descriptions of this guy so you don't have any confusion about who I'm talking about. So here in this word of encouragement for today, for you, even if you have a different Lord or God that you believe in, pay attention, listen, use your spirit. Even if you were sleeping in a trance, we will help you to hear. So we are going to go to some scriptures today to help us. But first, let's pray and get our minds and our hearts set and ready. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that your words are still living and alive. And they are coming to us like this, rays of beauty. And we thank you for Zoom Pro, who we're recording through, the Yeti microphones, the Logatron cameras, the gaming computers that you are allowing me to use. And we thank you for Pixabay, for this wonderful free motion video, and for Wondershare for More, the video editing program that I will use with its free music. Thank you for all of those tools that will help you to send forth your message, your light, your words, so that they can hear truth and break the bonds of ignorance, bring in light to their darkness and their confusion, and to begin to set the captives free. Father, this is your work. These are your words reaching out to humanity right here on this video. Father, we thank you that you sent your words so long ago and they have been planted in the wilderness here on the planet. They have been growing. You have been watering them and you are expecting them to come back to you with fruits. Father, we thank you for all that have gone before us and have labored for you and have worked for you for the kingdom of heaven, and for your glory alone to bring your words to life in another. We thank you in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. This is, we're going to pick up in Psalms 25, 12 through 14. Psalms was written by King David, the second king of ancient Israel in the Holy Bible. The word Bible actually means book. That's all. So it's a holy book. Psalms was written. They were songs, poems, maybe melodies that King David wrote. He was a musician, believe it or not. Played the lyre, maybe the flute. But he was a wonderful young man in his youth. He stayed out with the sheep of his fathers out in the pastures. And all him and God did was talk. And God showed him how to use the sling, how to save and protect the young, the sheep, the goats of his father. He was watching over someone else's property. That is what you must learn. When you are out here in this world, this earth does not belong to you. It is here to serve you. And we have mistreated it. We have shed blood on it. We have polluted it. We do not care about it. And it has cursed us from the ancient days of a young man named Cain and Abel. When Cain, the firstborn son of the first couple, 
Adam, and Eve, the mother of all living. And all that was living on the earth at that time was flesh. The spirit had died. We were out of the Garden of Eden and into the world of the flesh. Cain killed his brother Abel out of jealousy and envy. Abel's sacrifice of a baby lamb or goat was accepted by God. Cain brought fruits, vegetables. God did not accept them because God had showed in the garden what was acceptable for forgiveness and mercy was the blood of a slain animal, an innocent one. Cain didn't do that. His brother got recognized and Cain was jealous. His jealousy turned to hate, to envy, to murder. So one day, Cain invited his brother, Abel, out into the fields just to talk to him. And he took up a rock and killed his brother. Abel's blood was spilt on the ground. The earth spoke up to Cain and said, You are cursed from this day forth from us. We will not bring forth our blessings unto you, because you have spilt blood upon us. From that day, the earth has been our enemy. And from then, it got worse. The earth now fights back. It attacks us. It does not help us. It does not bring forth its bountiful blessings. We steal from it. We rob it. We bomb it. We spread. We spill more blood on it. We hurt the animals. Pollute the air, the water. And we give no thanks to it. The earth was always here with the weather to serve us, to be a blessing to us. But because of one person's murder and his blood being spilled, the earth now curses us. How can you solve climate change? First, get on your knees and ask the earth to forgive you. Ask the animals to forgive you. The weather, the water, the trees, and then turn from your evil, wicked, greedful ways. Build a partnership with the earth. Bless it. Give thanks to it. It has a voice and it talks and cries out to its creator, the great I Am. If you don't understand your relationship as a human to the earth, to nature, to animals, you will not have any understanding. When greed takes over and lust, and you're trying to make climate change work by forcing people, and you do nothing to admit your mistakes. So to help the earth and you and the next generation, get on your knees, kiss the earth, Ask the earth, the weather, the wind, the water to forgive you. Be aware that there is a kingdom down here of the flesh and a kingdom of darkness, a spiritual kingdom that is in nature. And it is working against you to destroy you. But you can have victory. A few years ago, we had a lot of spring storms here. This is just an example. And it was tiring, a lot of thunder, lightning. We have a little dog that gets frightened. We were up late at night, woken up with tornado warnings. And I got very tired. So I went into prayer and I asked the Lord, Lord, I'm tired. I need quiet. When I record and I like peace, very quietness, I prayed and asked God I needed some help. I needed my days to be peaceful and not filled with storms and thunder and lightning. We were up many nights, all night, because of the storms. You never knew when a tornado was going to come or lightning was going to strike a tree. Dog was up, husband's up, and you don't get much rest. So I prayed for help. And God said he was sending me an angel, a mighty, mighty angel, a general. 
His name was General Light. And I spoke to him. And he said he was sent to be my shield and defender for the weather. He went up into the high heavens. He holds off all the tornadoes, the storms. We still get light rain. He's put a shield over the area where I live. He's not allowed any hurricanes to come. We live under a high-pressure dome most of the time. I thank him. I thank the earth. I'm right now in a big study of the kingdom of the flesh. You must understand that the kingdom of the flesh, the dirt, needs to come under your authority through the kingdom of heaven's spirit. Your faith cannot grow to the magnitude it needs to grow to have the mind of Christ until you can see and believe and understand your authority over the kingdom of the flesh. The sky, the water, lightning, the sun, the moon, animals, diseases, illnesses must all answer to you and obey you. They answer to our example, our older brother. Christ Jesus. So my story about having a blessing for climate change was I prayed to the creator of the elements, God himself, and I got a mighty angel, a general. There are battles in the heavenlies, as you can tell. There's battle in the seas, battles in the earth. The earth will respond to you. The animals will help you. If your heart is in true, genuine love for them, you will see that in a story that I have written down. You'll hear about it later. It's about a story when I was taking a walk. In the neighborhood that I live in, there's lots of trees and forest and a eagle was flying overhead and this eagle started talking to me and I'm going what is this eagle doing nature has a voice animals can talk and this eagle said that a man was coming on a motorized bicycle he had a gun under his jacket with a silencer on it dogs had barked And passed this message to the eagle. The dogs couldn't get to me where I lived. But the eagle could. Nature was helping me. This eagle said the dogs had barked like you would see. In the movie by Walt Disney. The 101 Dalmatians. The animals were rising up to help me. They didn't want me to die. I had been praying for them, praying for the earth, the water. I had asked all of them to forgive me for the sins of my ancestors, for me even mistreating them. I loved them. I saw their bondage. The book, the Bible tells us that all of nature is being subjected to and held in bondage by Satan. It is forced by him to hurt us. Many times I tell a tornado on its way or lightning. He does not have to serve Satan anymore. I am his boss. I am the king here. The weather must listen to me. Because I had done that and I cried for the animals. Many of you are hunters and fishermen. You don't care about the animals and the babies. You deforest places. You pollute the waters. You catch mammals. You're not a loving person. So on this story, I'm taking this walk. This eagle starts talking to me. Said a man was coming. And the dogs had told him to tell me. This was spirit work. I said, why? He said, because I had prayed for them. I care for strayed animals. I'm taking care of, I don't know, 13, 15 feral cats. 
I love animals. I speak to trees, the grasses, the dirt, the ants, the squirrels, the birds. My heart breaks. It's fishermen who go after the eggs. They eat the eggs of fish. We were never to eat fish or the animals. We were to eat fruits, vegetables, plants, living flowers. We pollute the waters. And it's all fighting back against us because of our hearts are evil and wicked. So on this walk, I got that message. I prayed a prayer. I bound up the work, the enemy, canceled the assignment, told Satan he could not touch me. And did this man on the motorized bicycle come by? Yes, within a few minutes. Never saw him in our neighborhood before. He went right by me. The plan was to turn around and shoot me with a gun that had a silencer on it on his way out. And he'd be out of the neighborhood and nobody would know. And there I would lie on the road, dead. I had become such an enemy to Satan. The love I bared and carried and helping people in great darkness. They were getting saved and believing in this love. And Satan was going to take me out. But the animals rose up. Nature rose up to help me. But I had to speak the words to cancel the assignment. In authority. The man went by me. Turned around and came back. And the gun never came out. Afterwards I asked God. What is going on? And the eagle said that. Because nature loved me now. Because I had been praying for them. Crying for them. Pleading to God to help them. They wanted to help me. The relationship between me and nature and the earth and the climate had been restored. They saw me. A king arose. I saw their subjection to Satan and darkness and evil. I saw the cruelty that humanity had done on the earth. And I saw the earth fighting back. Because it had cursed us through the blood of Abel. Then the eagle went on and said that all the turkeys and the chickens had spoken to their creator. And said they would willingly volunteer their lives in death. Hoping I would eat them. I was in the jam and I needed protein. They would sacrifice their lives willingly to help me be healthy. When nature is on your side because you love it and you have asked for its forgiveness and you treat it with dignity and respect, it is a creation that's alive, it's living, it has a voice, everything speaks to its creator. When you can see that it too is subjected to Satan, the kingdom of darkness, to evil, to wickedness. It was created to serve. And it has been serving Satan. Once I understood what was happening, Satan still rose up, fought back. So we had this a couple years ago. We had the season of storms and I needed peace and I got general light a mighty angel a warrior a soldier he's up in the heavenlies now doing battle protecting fighting I thank him all the time I thank the Lord for the days of peace that was a short story. <laughs> I got off on that one. Let's get back to this one. Who does the Lord God show, reveal his covenant, his everlasting covenant to? In that story, which is called Dr. Doolittle and Narnia, I think that's right. 
I was revealed an everlasting covenant between me and the earth, me and God, me and the animals. Because I read the Bible, I saw the earth and its living creatures were subjected to Satan and were being tormented and were his slaves. And that wasn't the pattern. And I cried for them. I prayed for them. Do you pray? The earth is a living planet. It has energy and life. It has life forms. It gives birth to life. Do you pray for the earth? I just got a picture sent on my LinkedIn feed. A man was showing me some water, a river in Nigeria. It's talking about how polluted it was, filled with bacteria. And they had no water, fresh water to drink. What do you think I did? I spoke to the water, the diseases. I knew the water was here to be a blessing, but it turned out to be a curse. In that land of Nigeria and most of Africa, a lot of violence, serving other gods, ancestors, a lot of polluted things through blood. So I prayed, and I asked the water to forgive us. I rebuked all the diseases so these people could have fresh water. There's plenty of water. It will even come up out of the ground for you. If you know how to do it. Don't even need a well. But that's all spirit work. So let's get into this teaching. Psalms 25, 12 through 14. What man, you, is he that fears, that means respects, honors, glorifies the Lord. Him, the forever person, the spirit being, shall he, the Lord, shall teach in the way of the Lord. So that he, the forever man, my spirit, shall choose. We have to first be taught. We learn that when God honors you and respects you, he will teach you spiritually. And it is your spirit that the Lord is speaking to. We learned in the four gospels. A young man named Christ Jesus spoke to a lady at a well about living water. But he told her that his father was not looking for worshipers to go to a high mountain and worship at a tree or into the synagogue, the building in Jerusalem. He was looking for their spirit. He said, this God you're trying to worship is a spirit. And he is looking for your spirit to worship him in spirit and in truth. That means knowledge. I learned the Bibles about our spirit and what our spirit is supposed to do. The knowledge it's supposed to get. Then it sends that to my soul. And my soul gets transformed into a proper helpmate. So when I speak, when I act, all my thoughts, my memories, are from the kingdom of heaven. And I have the mind of Christ. So here in Psalms 12, we're learning that the who does the Lord show and reveal his covenant to is the forever person, your spirit, not your soul, not your heart. Said we need to be taught in the way that we should go. So you need to be a student, a disciple of the word of God. 
You need to learn. In teaching, you will learn the right way, the wrong way, the blessings, the curses. You will learn about your images, your thoughts, your soul versus your spirit. You will learn about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of darkness. I've got some wonderful things in story time. It's a playlist on YouTube. And it talks about the one. You must study the father, the creator, all by himself. You will learn his mind. You will learn about his Holy Spirit. Each one of them is a lesson to study and learn. Now we go to Psalms 37, 23. God taught me a long time ago, follow the scripture references. I use the authorized King James Bible because it has no commentaries by any denomination, non-denomination. I use the Webster's Dictionary and the Strong's Concordance. I want to know the definition of the words. A lot of times I'll go, okay, that doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? When you read the Bible from a spiritual view, if you don't understand the spiritual kingdom, philosophy, concept, you'll be lost. Dr. Miles Monroe, the Bahamas Faith Ministries, was instrumental. He was my master teacher of the kingdom of heaven. He's in heaven now. He passed away many years ago. I read all of his books, watched him on video, went to his church in the Bahamas on my laptop. He was a teacher of the kingdom of heaven. What a kingdom was. Who we were. We were ignorant kings. I learned about the kingdom from him. Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. My spirit is a good person, a man. Man means species, not sexual gender. They are ordered. I am told. I am directed. I am taught. Go that way. Not that way. Look up, not down. And he, this forever person, my spirit, will delight in his way. I will learn how to delight, be happy in the ways of the Lord. I will learn I have a loving God and Father who can see years down the road, I can't. Can see around the corner, I can't. As knowledge, I don't have. I may not like what's happening to me right now. I might need to be taught something, have a revelation about something. Get direct knowledge from him. And I may not even believe it after that. And my flesh will fight against it. Been there. Done that. But what you'll learn is once you go, I am going to be delighted and happy to learn his way. To hear from him what I should do. The paths I should take. How I should respond. I have a wonderful story called the Pew Story. It's a story about going to a church faithfully for many years sitting on the same pew as a deliverance team member. Well, one Sunday morning, Easter, I went to my pew that I had been assigned to, and there was a couple of ladies and a child there. I asked the usher, what's going on? That's where I'm supposed to sit. And he said, it was the coordinator said to put these ladies there. I was upset. I was angry. I did not know if this was God. If it was God, then I'm not going to argue because he's up to something. If it was Satan, I knew how to pray against him. So I went to another building, watched the service, and I asked God to help me understand who was behind us. I'm always asking that, 
who is behind what's going on. The weather. This activity. Is it him or Satan? The adversary of God. First I have to know who. And then I can proceed. So in this story called the Pew Story. I think it's up on the YouTube channel. In the School of Light. A few days later I got a letter in the mail from the evangelist Steve Hill who was at this revival where I was going and he said he God spoke to him about keeping his feet moving don't get planted Steve had been a missionary he's always moving around the world to speak and teach and reach people and get them saved but he got planted in Pensacola at this revival had been here for almost five years and God said you are you need to uproot yourself Keep your feet moving. Don't get planted. And if you won't free yourself, I will free you. Soon as I read that, I still have the letter somewhere. I go, God was behind putting those ladies on the seat. Then he spoke to me. Once you get who's behind it, then he'll talk to you. And he said, I am behind this. You go to the other building. What I didn't know at the time was God was in the process of freeing me. I had become spiritually and emotionally and physically bound without my knowledge to that pew. I was not free to go where he wanted me to go. Just like the Steve had gotten bound in the revival. If God said, don't go there anymore, Steve would have felt horrible. Money was flowing. Prestige. He was on 2020 on Russian China TV. He was globally known. His sermons were going worldwide. We would have 5,000 to 8,000 people every Friday night that Pastor Deborah in the sanctuary was responsible for as a deliverance team minister. And Steve had planted himself, built a house over in the next state, Alabama, and had settled down. So God was going to free him. Either Steve do it himself, or God was going to do it. And God had to do it. He dried up the money. The people quit coming. Steve got restless, and he left. After about five years, So I knew that story. So God said, I did it. So I knew, don't argue. Don't get mad. God was up to something. He had his plans he was working on. He was showing me his everlasting covenant, what he wanted to do. And I had joined forces with him. And it was now time to leave. But I was emotionally and spiritually bonded to that pew and didn't know it. God does me cold turkey. That's it. You're done. Hurts. Don't like it. But that's me. Other people, they get a chance to, I don't know, think it out, make decisions, decide for themselves. I'm not like that. I'm more like Paul. (laughs) You're going to hit me, knock me down. And that's what happened. So the story goes, that was the beginning of being set free from a pew and the church. God knew the revival was going to end. It was going to get evil and wicked. And one day, maybe a year later or two, he told me I could never go back to the revival. It was too much evil there. So God started with the pew. I went to another building, watched the same service on television. Then he started moving me out into the community, LGBT churches other churches no church sitting at home having church with god and the bible resting i'd been going to church six seven nights a week for years so god was making the choices showing me the path not to go in anymore so i didn't get mad at him once i knew the who so in this question to you who Does the Lord God show and reveal his covenant to you?
Your forever person has to get this. Many of you are in trances and are asleep. You'll get it in a dream. And you'll wake up and you go, you'll have it. That's how God did me. So let's go on with Psalms 25, 12 through 14. Verse 13. His soul shall dwell at ease. My soul is my helpmate. It's my mind. It's my will. It's my emotions in my biological brain. My subconscious. But my spirit's called the unconscious. There's two. There's the spirit, the forever person, and the helpmate. All in the dirt body. So he is saying, my soul, that's my helpmate, my mind, my thoughts, my emotions. It shall dwell, live in peace, at ease. When God reveals to my spirit, my forever person, his everlasting covenant, my spirit will transfer that to my helpmate. My helpmate now will have guidance, peace. It will take its rightful place as a helpmate, a servant to my spirit. That's the proper pattern inside. And them that fear and honor and respect him, the Lord. I might have a lot inside of me, many personalities. I might have a lot of disassociation. Mm-hmm. Well, all of those, those parts in my soul, have to learn, have to be taught by the Spirit. His The seed, his seed, his words, his spiritual children, my forever person, and new physical bodies shall spiritually, in the future, get a new earth. We will inherit the covenant. In a new place. Right now we do get the covenant. But it's to my spirit. My spirit will be given. This everlasting covenant. Now I have it. Don't have the fullness of it yet. But God's a God of agreement. Law. The covenant is legal. It is to his children. Who are spiritual beings. Not to our soul that's in our biological body. You have to learn this. It takes time. So it is my spirit that will inherit it. The covenant is for all of humanity. Every generation. He does not waver. Once it was written. Once it was spoken. Then it was given to all humanity. Verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them. That fear and honor and respect him. Lots of secrets he has. That means unknown things. Hidden things. He will reveal them to you. And right now he's telling us that you, the forever person, are the inheritor of his everlasting covenant. You must study the covenant. There are guidelines in it. There's rules about receiving it. Who will inherit it? He's just not going to give it to everybody. You have to meet certain conditions. The secret God has secrets. He will reveal them to you as you grow. I might have a child, which I did, James. When he's a little baby, I know a lot more than he did. And as he grew and matured in here, and he learned, 
He could understand more. He could receive more knowledge. He could teach him more. So you must grow in the things of the Lord. Spiritual things. Not the way of religion. Not the way of denominations. There is no denomination in the kingdom of heaven. It is a kingdom. It's the king's domain and territory. It's a land, a territory, a country. It's ruled by a king and the king's system. I just had a wonderful revelation when I watched a lot of Chinese historical dramas. There was a lot of eunuchs. They were men who had been castrated to work inside the forbidden city. They hung around the concubines, the harem, the king. They were servants. They stood on the platform. They were integral. They were servants. But they could not have any children. They could not have sex. In that manner, they were powerless. And God revealed to me that his angels are the same as eunuchs. They are in high places, but they are never to have children. They are not a species that can have children. They can go inside of a dirt body and they can claim the children as their own, but they can never father children themselves. But yet, they were like the angels of God and especially the three archangels, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer were the highest eunuchs in the kingdom. So when you start watching movies about kings, kingdoms, their how they expand their wars, the battles for kingship, you understand servants, you understand the ministers, you start getting a picture of the kingdom of heaven and how you fit in. Study kingdoms. Pharaohs, the ancient system. It was the right pattern, but it was perverted in a way. The kings, the pharaohs believed they were gods on earth. They believed they were the son of God. That was true. But because of their soul and their earthly understanding, they didn't quite understand it. But they knew about demons, the underworld. The afterlife, that your heart would be judged by a feather. You go study one of the good movies to watch, The Gods of Egypt with Gerald Butler. Study. Study ancient Egypt. Study the pharaohs. Akhenaten, he found out there's only one god, the sun god. He built a temple to it. But that messed up all of the other polygods and the priest systems. So they took him out. Study. Use history to learn. So here in verse 14, we're studying that the secret of the Lord is with them. The everlasting covenant is with me. I must open it up, read it, discover it. Because I respect him. I understand him as a judge, a lawyer, a king, where his words are law, understand his system, his territories, who I am. I'm his son. Did you know I'm a God myself as the offspring of him? My spirit is, not my dirt, not my soul. I'm not to his magnitude yet. I'm still a prince, sort of, in training. Learning and growing. And he, the Lord, will spiritually show them, Pastor Deborah and you, his everlasting covenant. In that, here's how I would study. I would take each word and look it up. He told me to put the word spiritual and spirit in front of most every words. The covenant is a spiritual legal document. Eternal. You have to understand when a king speaks, it's law. It's written down. He has edicts and decrees that he passes on through his eunuchs, his angels, his messengers, 
Study. Look for patterns. Study ancient history for patterns. Watch movies. Take notes. Don't just watch for entertainment. Take notes. You'll find tons of information. I just learned I was watching a Chinese drama about kids trying to understand being a speaker, teaching, and how the voice was like a diamond. And when light came through it, and the voice was released, all the different things that made a diamond shine and sparkle, they related that to a voice. Lots out there, a lot of wonderful movies. If you're looking to be taught. So here in this word of encouragement, we learn the who will the Lord show his everlasting covenant to is your forever person. He'll begin even when you're not one of his children. He will show you his love. Reach out to you in your darkness and ignorance. He will come to you in dreams. He will let nature help him to help you. You just don't know it. It takes time to see it and hear it and then believe it. But he's at work trying to reach you, the forever person, the spirit part of you. That's who he wants to reach, touch, change, birth again, give new life to, give you new clothes. And then he will give you the gift of the everlasting covenant. He's already given it to you in his heart. It's already been declared and decreed. You just don't know it. You don't know what it says. And in your condition, you're not ready to receive it yet. But it's here, waiting for you. So my job is to help you get ready to receive it spiritually. So let's end this teaching right here. This word of encouragement, number 40. And what was the question? Who does the Lord God show, reveal, this everlasting covenant to? To you, the forever person. You, the spiritual part. Through many different ways. And your word of encouragement is, you need to begin listening, studying, looking, seeking Him, the God of the Bible, and you'll learn about His everlasting covenant. Study Him. There's still some nations around this globe right now that have kingdoms and kings. Right pattern. Mm-hmm. But then there's another side. They're trying to make it democracy. Where the people get to vote. In the kingdom you don't get to vote. The king rules. His laws rule. Study. And you will learn. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for this time of teaching. It's kind of long. Thank you for being with us. Through your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your words of spirit. And life. That help to teach us. We need to study a lot. Thank you for your Bible and all those who wrote it. I look forward to meeting them one day. Great teachers, great writers. Thank you for all who went before me to get your word out, your truth. Thank you for their sacrifice. Father, also I pray into the future that you will find many others who will continue to teach and reveal your truth to humanity. Thank you, Father, that you love humanity, your offspring that became so perverted, stolen, trafficked, kidnapped by another. But you had a plan before you even created the world that your son, your word, that would be put in a dirt body, volunteered to sacrifice himself to save your children on a cross thank you Father for your great love of us that you will not give up 
You will not stop. You will travel through time and space, through darkness and ignorance, through pain yourself, to reach out to us spiritually so that we may know that it is our forever person, our spirit, that you're trying to reach, talk to, love on, birth anew, so you can reveal your everlasting covenant to us. Thank you for being steady in your work and never quitting, never retreating, never surrendering, always going forward through the generations and the years. In the name of Christ Jesus of Nazareth, your son. All right, that ends this word of encouragement. I think it's kind of long, but you learned a lot. Take your time. Listen. Learn. I'll see you in your dreams. Mm-hmm. I know when you come and visit, and I'll talk to you on the next word of encouragement. Bye.